This is the first episode of the Run Smarter Podcast, Adaptation Education. Welcome to the Run Smarter Podcast, the podcast helping you overcome your current and future running injuries by educating and transforming you into a healthier, stronger, and smarter runner. My name is Brody Sharp. I am the guy to reach out to when you've finally decided enough is enough with your persistent running injuries. I'm a physiotherapist, the owner of the Breakthrough Running Clinic, and your podcast host. I'm excited to bring you today's lesson and to add to your ever-growing running knowledge. Let's work together to overcome your running injuries, getting you to that starting line and finishing strong. So let's take it away. Excited to bring you episode one of this new podcast. Um, as I said in the intro, my name is Brody Sharp. If you haven't followed me already, um, my qualifications: I am a physio. I graduated in 2012. I have spent the last couple of years um, just building up a lot of knowledge and becoming very proficient at treating runners. I have um, done several courses, national and international. Um, one being in New Zealand where I worked with the running clinic and became a certified professional with the running clinic. They are a very renowned physiotherapy group out of Quebec, Canada. Um, I've spent a few years doing several online courses. Let me just pull up. I've got a bit of a bio in my ebook. Um, doing online running courses uh, provided by Tom Goom, who is a brilliant physio, running physio, um, Simon Bartold, who's a leading podiatrist. Um, I'm also a running coach and all of this sparked when I was about five years out of being a physio and decided to become a runner. And I became a runner after my sister wanted to run a half marathon and wanted me to train with her and me just getting back from an overseas trip and being quite sluggish decided to join her and quickly not only did I discover a quick passion for running but as soon as I was seeing running clients in my clinic that passion just sparked and I was so excited to talk about running and get people back to running and so I just from then on just followed that passion and has led me to now where I have um, built a whole business on it so I have created the Breakthrough Running Clinic, which is an online physio clinic uh, tailored specifically for runners. And I can talk about that a bit more in a few more episodes, but um, really excited. I've got a lot of content to do today, so we'll move on. Why did I start this podcast? Um, it came to me as an idea about two months ago, and I already have my other podcast, Everyday Running Legends, and I I kind of wanted to do this one because it aligns a little bit more with my passion and aligns a little bit more with where I'm going with the business and with my Facebook groups and what I'm more passionate about. Um, so it was originally going to be just a small project that I just work on here and there while the other podcast is running smoothly on its weekly episodes. But as I started to think more and more about this podcast, I became more and more excited to the point where I'm like, okay, I've got to put all my energy, all my time and focus on this one because I need to follow more and more passionate things and spend more time on the things I'm more passionate about. So hopefully when you're listening to this, it's addressing more of a need 
I spent a lot of time talking to people online on Facebook groups and listeners to my previous podcast, and they're constantly wanting to know about treating injuries and preventing injuries. And we can't 100% prevent the injuries, but if you are smarter, smarter in the ways you handle your injuries, smarter in the ways you train, and just learning more about the injuries themselves, you can definitely have a more successful running career. So that's why I started the podcast. Um, I've also been an injured runner and just trying to search for answers. It's hard for me to search for answers and I'm a physio and I know all the resources. And a lot of the online courses that I have been doing have been targeting physios. It's other physios and world leaders building these courses for other physios. But how is the everyday runner supposed to find this information? You'll have to go to a physio who does all these things and they need to educate you. But there's a bit of a gap in between getting there. You have to go visit a physio. You have to be injured in order to receive that information. And there are some good podcasts out there that provide this. Um, I don't think there's enough. And it's also who do you trust? If you go and search on Google for trying to find answers on how to run, managing your running injury, there's a lot of misleading information and hidden agendas with a lot of content. Uh, They're trying to sell you something. They're trying to convert you to their hidden agendas. And they're either not updated on the latest research or they're just uh, biased, stuck in their, their ways. So it's very hard for you as the runner to try and find this information. So that's what this podcast is all about. What I have planned is to review books, interview top leaders, do some Q&A sessions, have certain seasons with um, certain themes like strengthening or shoes or a certain condition. And just as these ideas grow, it's just going to evolve and it's the ideas are just going to flow and it's going to change from where it is now, the ideas I have now, to uh, what we do in the future. But it's definitely quite different to the previous podcast that I've done. First of all, I'm going to be talking a lot more, so I'm a bit nervous about that. Usually when I interview people, it's um, just writing down a few questions and they do most of the talking. But since I'm the one now that's going to be talking a lot more, it's I'm in a, a different headspace and um, still coming up with ways of how to structure it. I've got, I've got my dot points here that I'm following and um, maybe that system will change in the future as well. So I decided to bring out a couple of like different seasons in the podcast. This season one, I want to break down my latest ebook, which um, is titled The Universal Principles to Overcome Any Running Injury. And I have that available. It's free for you um, if you go to my Facebook group. If you search the Facebook group, Become a Smarter Runner, that creates a link for you to um, follow that ebook and... Like I said, the ebook, The Universal Principles to Overcome Any Running Injury, um, subtitle, Physio Secrets for Any Injured Runner. And it has 10 principles for any injury that people need to learn. So I thought I might break down every episode into these 10 different principles. And so principle one being adaptation. Just quickly chiming in here to let you scholars know, I have just updated my five-day injury prevention challenge. 
This is one email per day for five days, learning new concepts and diving into the science on how you can reduce your risk of injury. The sign up link is in the show notes, so fill in your details and I'll be waiting for you in email number one tomorrow. Education. Give it time and the body will adapt. So throughout this ebook, we follow a character that I have created and his name is Injury Prone Pete. And we, Pete discovers these 10 principles throughout his running career as, a, as he starts running and a couple of years into it, he goes through these different chapters, learns different skills, and hopefully through this parable, you can pick up these ideas yourself and relate to your own running injuries. So why adaptation? Why is adaptation important? You need to learn this for all of your injuries. Like if you put your body through a certain load under certain conditions, if it's under the right conditions, it will get stronger, it will adapt, it will become more resilient and lessen your chance of injury. Usually when there's injury, it means you've done too much, too quickly, and you haven't given the body enough time to adapt. So this is why this is principle number one. It applies to a lot of things. Even if you're in the gym just wanting to work your arms and get stronger, or if you want to run, or if you want to play tennis, all of this applies. So I'm not usually good with um, reading things out loud, but I'm going to read this chapter and then we're going to discuss the principles, okay? So uh, within the ebook, so we start with meet injury-prone Pete. Approaching his late 30s and once quite active with team sports, he finds himself becoming quite lazy. As full-time work and life got in the way, exercises were less of a priority. Years went by and injury-prone Pete began to put on some weight and his doctor didn't like the health trend he was heading down. A friend recommended running for fitness and even though injury prone Pete was nervous, don't blame him with a name like that, he decided to give it a try. He started running at night so no one could see his initial attempts. Just jogging to the end of the block, his calves started burning and he started turning his run started turning into a shuffle until he collapsed with his hands on his knees, gasping for air. The jog back home was no better, but persistence prevailed and the next day he could run a little further. After three weeks of running, injury-prone Pete realized he could jog at a continuous pace without needing to stop and catch his breath. His calves were still a little bit sore the next day, but the rest of his body was recovering well. His running routine was no longer hidden by the night. Congratulations. <laughs> um, and although he didn't admit it to anyone, he was starting to enjoy the feeling of running. So what's happening here? After the chapter, I post a lesson and it's a little bit more of a physio term and debriefing what he's going through. So let's go through adaptation education. Give it time and the body will adapt. The people who say running just isn't for me will usually run for one to two weeks and hate the entire experience. Like Pete's first attempt, they were discouraged by the lack of untrained talent they possess and they move further on to another form of exercise that they enjoy or that they're better at. Once someone breaks through this trial period, the body adapts quickly until it reaches a comfortable steady state without the need to gasp for air and stop. So I want to, in this book, there's a couple of um, illustrations and graphs, but I'll explain it as best I can throughout the 
podcast and just trying to explain it. So we're looking at a a graph. If you were to if you were to think about a, a y x axis graph and you have the daily load that you go through and it's just a line that follows as soon as you do a run that load spikes up because you're putting your body through more stress if you go gardening that puts your body through a little bit of stress if you run a marathon it shoots through the roof so that you just follow that load through the graph and as it goes through the graph from left to right you go through certain zones so if you do a little bit say housework it only just moves that load line just a tad it's not enough for the body to adapt if you go for a run which is a little bit more we break this threshold of the minimum load required for adaptation so the body needs to go through a certain threshold in order to start getting adaptation it won't get stronger if you lift a 1 kilo weight once that's not going to cut it unless you're a very frail old lady so we need to hit this adaptation zone in order for the body to start responding however if you do too much too quickly you're going to exceed this third zone which is the maximum the max line so it's the maximum amount of load that can be tolerated and if you exceed that the body's going to become stiff sore and you can result in injury so if i follow in this tra- chapter um, it says let's have a look at the graph through pete's journey we want our bodies to get stronger in order to tolerate more load when running in other words your body needs to adapt the graph illustrates the blue line indicating the amount of stress the body receives over a selected period we also see that red maximum line which if exceeded will result in tissue breakdown and injury we also have the minimum load required for adaptation you do encounter some stress to the body when you walk the dog, go to work, clean the house. And for these examples, most individuals will not surpass this minimum threshold for the body to adapt. You will not get stronger by cleaning the house. As you can see, Pete's participation in activities that fall within the adaptation zone, that max line begins to elevate. This means that his tendons, his joints, his muscles will be able to sustain more load in the future without damage. So this is the first chapter. We have a look at the load that Pete's going through as he goes through some runs. He starts to hit that adaptation zone, that nice adaptation zone that we want to get to. And he's not exceeding the, ma- the maximal capacity line, so he's not getting injured. But as he reaches that adaptation zone more and more, that max line starts to creep up. So in other words, the body can tolerate more load in the future without any tissue breakdown and injury. So let's, let a, let's look at a real world example. Um, when I first started running, I say the calves in the first chapter because that was exactly me. As soon as I started running, my calves were so tight and I wasn't getting injured. My Achilles were pretty strong from a history of basketball. So I could tell that my maximum capacity line was quite high with my Achilles. But after months of traveling and not doing a lot of exercise i would jog for 3k um, a bit of a walk jog and afterwards my calves 
were so tight and sore, if I pointed my toes up, if I pointed my toes down, they were just burning. And they simply needed to adapt. It took probably about two months before I didn't feel the need to stretch for two hours after a run. Um, I was more of a four-foot runner, so a lot of strain was going through those calves. But eventually, they adapted, and now I have no issues with calf tightness. The other adaptation was my cardiovascular response, my aerobic capacity. I was sweating, gasping for air, needing to walk, needing, feeling sluggish, all that sort of thing. And probably in about two or three weeks, I got into a steady state where I could jog continuously and not feel like I need to stop and take a rest. My body could adapt, keep breathing, and could keep going. So that was very encouraging. So there's some real-world examples, and you can probably relate to a bunch when you started running or if you had some extended time off and then getting back into running. I have this analogy that I've created and I'll be applying to a lot in these episodes. Um, I'm going to call it the, the iceberg analogy. So if you were to imagine your iceberg floating in the ocean, this iceberg is your buffer. The bigger you get your iceberg, the better. If your iceberg starts breaking down and cracking, that is a sign of an injury. If you get that iceberg as big as you can, this it signifies uh, resilience and just a buffer. It, your maximum capacity line is through the roof and your likelihood of injury is significantly lower. So you have to nurture this iceberg as much as you can. And you need to get this iceberg as big as you can. How do you do that? Well, if you can imagine this iceberg is being super cold, and I know this doesn't happen in the real world, but if you were to imagine a wave in the ocean that hits that side of the iceberg and sprays water up along the wall of that iceberg, and as that water trickles down, the iceberg freezes that water and it joins that iceberg, becomes ice and overall becomes bigger. Now for that iceberg to become bigger, it takes a lot of time. And those waves that hit that iceberg and spray on the wall need to be in the right conditions, need to be at the right height, need to come at the same frequency for it to slowly start getting bigger and bigger. If it's a big wave that crashes into the iceberg that can break pieces off and it can structurally damage the iceberg, we don't want that whatsoever. Also, if you have a smaller iceberg to start with, medium waves can break into that iceberg and create disruption, its structural integrity, and can break pieces off. So having a big iceberg to start with, not a lot of people do, but having that big iceberg to start with is probably a better situation for you. Not only is the iceberg relating to the entire body, but it can also relate to certain parts of your body. Like I was saying with my running, my Achilles work quite strong, being in a basketball background and doing a lot of jumping and conditioning those Achilles. Even though I was just starting out as a runner, my Achilles iceberg would have been quite substantial. My knees, on the other hand, probably not as much. And, you know, a couple of months in, I actually started getting a bit of knee pain. Reflect on this uh, in your current running capacity. How strong do you feel? How weak did you feel when you first started running? How vulnerable were you to injuries? 
how slow did you need to take things. Um, this analogy I'm going to be applying to a lot of these chapters in the future episodes. So if you can create, so if you can uh, visualize this analogy, it's going to apply it not in not for your not only for your entire body, but for certain body parts and certain injuries. So work on that iceberg, nurture that iceberg, put it in the right conditions, allow it to adapt, get bigger without chipping away at any pieces or damaging its structure. This chapter doesn't have all the answers. I understand that. It is a core foundation principle, okay, that everyone needs to understand before we can move forward. So this is why this is episode number one. This is why it's chapter number one in the ebook. If you'd like to join the Facebook group and start reading this ebook, you can definitely do that. It's obviously a lot more efficient if you can see these graphs that I'm trying to detail. But hopefully you can see these the benefits that these will have in the future. Next episode, we're diving into um, the benefits of frequency with your running, uh, the tagline, insight into adaptation hacking. So now we understand the principles of adaptation. How do we hack adaptation for it to be more of a benefit for us so we can take more advantage of adaptation? This was the first episode. I hope you had fun. Um, I woke up this morning really excited to start recording these episodes. I'm probably going to um, record a couple in a row now because I'm just on a high and riding momentum. Um, <laughs> so hopefully you guys join me for next episode. I'll see you then. Bye for now. Thanks once again for listening. To take full advantage of the knowledge you are building, you need to download the Run Smarter app. This contains all of my free access podcast episodes, written blogs and eBooks, along with my paid video courses, all neatly housed into categories for you to easily navigate through and find content you're interested in. Also, be sure to check out the show notes for links to the podcast Facebook group and links to learn more about becoming a podcast patron who contribute five Aussie dollars per month to get Inner Circle VIP access, including an invitation into the exclusive patron Facebook group and a complete back catalogue of patron-only podcast episodes, which you can access within the app. Also on the app, you can even find a link that takes you to my online physio clinic, where I assess and treat runners from all over the world, so I can be on standby if you ever need one-on-one physiotherapy assistance. Once again, thank you for listening and becoming a Run Smarter Scholar. And remember, knowledge is power.